But when we look at this, uh, John, uh, uh, you know, is receiving this message. This mystery is now uh, finished, and he's receiving this because he's taken in the little book, and we find that the vision is uh, is something that that is a revelation of how that the word of God must be received. We we must receive it. Now, some people says this concerning uh, the uh, terminology. Uh, uh, or the, uh, I guess the way it's worded, if you will, um, of of this. It says, And I went unto the angel and said unto him, Give me the little book. And he said unto me, Take it and eat it up, and it shall make thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. And I took the little book out of the hand and ate it up, and it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. In other words, everything that he is receiving, it's going to be presented again. Now, um, you know, um, some people say, well, uh, wasn't that uh, mean that he's appearing before men? Uh, uh does that mean he's going to be one of the two witnesses that uh, in the book of Revelation that we'll look at later? Uh, I, I just think that we got to take it for face value. John is receiving this revelation that he is presenting to many. There's even many today that are receiving the word that John received. So all of the book of Revelation that John is recording Remember, he was on the Isle of Patmos. He was banished because of his witness and standing for Jesus. But yet he's still writing letters and writing this book and writing things down that he is seeing. So many people, you, me, kings, presidents, leaders, world leaders, local leaders, everyone, can read the book and receive. And I think this is where uh, this is uh, coming to because it's it's something that he's told that you're going to prophesy again uh, before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. And, um, you know, that must have been uh, something uh, inspiring uh, to John to know that uh, he was going to be prophesying again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. But, you know, uh, when you look at this, um, uh, uh, I guess, illustration, uh, we see something I want to read to you in in a uh, kind of a little understanding um, because I think that if we're not careful, we'll try to inject things into the word. And we have to be careful because we cannot add to these prophecies or take away from these prophecies. If we do, our uh, name will be taken out of the Lamb's book of life and the plagues of the book will be added to us. So we got to be careful in our study that we do not take uh, these these, uh, illustrations, these symbolisms, and these, uh, these things 
uh, further than what it says. When, when it was told that John was going to prophesy again, uh, that that's literally means what it says, you know, and some people says, well, maybe he's one of the two witnesses and other people will speculate and say, well, maybe John's going to be like it was, uh, you know, uh, in the, uh, in the days of, of Herod, when Herod thought John the Baptist had, had, uh, you know, risen from the dead or, or, uh, I guess, uh, some other, uh, people were scared that John had gotten back up, uh, but ever, ever how you read this, uh, you got to read this with the understanding that the instruction is given to John to write, and the instruction is given him to write. And doesn't his word speak to us today? It does, doesn't it? So that means that everything that John wrote is now being presented to us even in 2023, almost 2024. So with that, all we can do is take the word at the face value and say that he said unto me, thou must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. And um, that within itself should let us know that uh, the word of God is going to continue. Because remember, what did John eat? He ate the little book, you know. So we find that now the the uh, prophecies and the things that we need to look at, all these things are being revealed to mankind again. And John, once again, is prophesying. Now, whether that's a future event and you want to hang on to that, because it does say thou must prophesy again, uh, you know, but, but John really... Uh, if you look at John's earthly uh, time, uh, he he kind of he kind of was uh, staying in one area, right? It, it, I know they went to different areas. They wasn't in just one little location, but it was kind of in one little confined region, I should say. Um, but now it says you're going to prophesy before many people many peoples and nations and tongues. Did John before on his earthly ministry, did he prophesy to many kings or many peoples or many nations or many tongues? Did he do that? That's a good question. Maybe you can answer that and and uh, grab onto that, and maybe it'll help you understand that now what he is receiving, what he is taking in, he's writing, and now his word is going, even while he's in a place called Patmos, his word, his ministry is now reaching far beyond what it ever did when he was you know, before Patmos and after Patmos. His ministry is reaching. How's it reaching? Through the prophecies. And that's why thou must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. Very interesting. I think this just gives us an insight of of how John's 
receiving of what he's seeing and writing what he's seeing is now presented to kings, nations, uh, peoples, and tongues. That's, that's pretty astounding. His ministry reaching even beyond Patmos. His ministry reaching beyond where he was physically located. And I think that that is something that we look at and we see uh, because it's, it's important to know that uh, the symbolism as well as the literalism, if you will, uh, we got to make a distinguish between the two. So with that said, I think that, um, you know, uh, we got to take uh, what John uh, saw and what John is seeing, and we got to just look at it in the time frame of which it is written, and we got to receive the information it is giving us. If information is not given us, then we just have to kind of take the, the word uh, for face value, right? Face value. So uh, with that verse number 11, I want to close today because that will close out the chapter, and I don't want to open up chapter 11 uh, in the middle of a broadcast. So we want to close out with uh, verse number 11. And uh, I think it's very important because as soon as he had eaten the book, and, and I want to just kind of veer away from Revelation just for a moment because I want to just speak about us as the people of God, how that we should take the word of God and eat it, ingest it, receive it, read it, believe it, embrace it, so that we can begin to tell others about the great things of the Lord. If I was to ask you to list, make a list of the things Jesus is, could you sit down and make a list of the things he is, things he can do, things that he wants to do? Can you, can you go from A to Z talking about who he is? Can, can you literally sit down and tell somebody Jesus is God manifest in the flesh, Savior of the world? See, we, we too, like John, John took that little book and ingested it. He, he, it says he ate it, and it became, uh, you know, as sweet as honey to his lips, but then it was, um, you know, bitter in his stomach. We find that the Word of God is listed as being sweet. And uh, so with that said, I'm, I'm you know, kind of taking revelation and setting it on the shelf right now and just talking as the people of God. We need to take the Word of God and we need to ingest it. We need to eat it. We need to uh, read it and study it. And that's why we're taking time to do what we're doing is because we need to be able to tell others about the the sweetness of the Lord, the mercies of the Lord, His grace, all oh, grace, grace, wonderful grace, peace, peace, wonderful peace. We, we need to tell people about His mercy, but we also need to be able to tell people about His judgment. And if we can ingest the book, we will be able to tell people the stories of Old Testament saints when people 
were uh, following the Lord and doing his will, the Lord protected them and blessed them. And when they didn't, he brought destruction and he brought, uh, uh, you know, judgment upon them. Same with the New Testament. When people would do the will of the Lord, he would bless them. And then when people rebelled, well, they were cast off. So when we read this part of Revelation that he said unto me, thou must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings, before that ever happened to where he could prophesy to all these people, he had to eat the little book. Before you can effectively witness to people, you need to know the word of the Lord. And that's why I got Revelation on the shelf right now, because we'll start in chapter 11. But I want to just talk to us as the people of God. How can you explain something to someone that you've never read? You know, you can guess and speculate and all these things, but we need to know the word. And the only way to know the word is to do a symbolic eating of the word taking it in, reading it, studying it, writing it up on the tables of our heart that we will not sin against God. And if we can do that, we too can witness. You may not stand before kings. We may not stand before many nations. But you know, I think about this little broadcast. It's it's a very small broadcast. We don't have a budget. We don't have you know, a, a big production team and all of this, and we don't go uh, on uh, satellite, but we're we're actually going through the Internet. I guess we do go on satellite to a certain extent because it goes all over the world, all over the world. And that's pretty humbling to know that everything we study goes to the whole world. So we have to be people that uh, speak the word know the word, understand the word. I hope that uh, that kind of focused on us just for a moment because we'll never be able to tell anything uh, to anybody. We won't be able to tell anybody anything about the Lord until we start reading his word, taking his word in. And once you have it in you, then when you meet someone, you can tell them about the goodness of the Lord, the sweetness of the Lord, the mercy of the Lord, the grace, the long-suffering, but then you tell them about the judgment that's coming. I think sometimes we as preachers forget about that. We want to talk about the sweetness, but we don't want to talk about the bitterness. But we need to prophesy and preach. That's basically what it's talking about. Preach to the entire world what the entire book says. With that, I'm going to close, and uh, I want us to uh, go to the Lord in prayer, and I want us to pray for wisdom to be able to take the Word of God, rightly divide it, receive it into our life, eat it, if you will, symbolic, because we need to tell others the goodness of God and the severity of God. Let's pray. 
Lord, I thank you for the study today. I pray that I have rightly divided the word of truth. If I have misquoted, misrepresented your word in any way, I ask for forgiveness. For it's not my desire to misquote or misrepresent your word. I want to preach it, teach it, line upon line, precept upon precept, rightly dividing the word of truth. Lord, I pray that you would help us to understand that we too must take your word into our life so we can explain to others your goodness, your mercy, how sweet you are, and also explain to others the judgment coming. Lord, we're going to give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. certainly hope that you have enjoyed the teaching session today. I've enjoyed uh, bringing it to you, kind of a, a little uh, a combination of looking at Revelation and then looking at us as the people of God. And hopefully uh, you understand uh, why we took uh, just a little break to talk to the people of God, because we need to be able to tell people the sweetness, the goodness of God, and then tell them also about the judgment that is coming. And uh, so uh, some people you, you witness to, uh, you're going to witness and, and you can win them talking about the goodness of God. Some people you can witness to and you're going to win them by talking about what's coming up on this earth. But if you witness, you've got to always speak Jesus because he's the Savior. Well, we do have our trivia question up and running. And uh, our trivia question for today is this. What was another name for Bethlehem? What was another name for Bethlehem? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. And we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. Well, everybody have a great day and enjoy your day. We are out of here. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the Congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the Spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.